0: And welcome in to another Subconscious Mind Mastery podcast. Thomas and Majana back with you in the booth.
1: Hello, hello.
0: We are doing it. Here we are. <laughs> we got a topic that we wanted to unpack today that I think would be kind of fun and interesting, plus we have a good story to tell. So let's talk about intuition. And as I love to say, because one of the early books that I read on this path and transferring and and reforming my life was, was by Malcolm Gladwell. Many of you know of his books and his work, and it was called Blink. And the blink is basically that very first response or reaction to an outside stimulus. It's your very first, not even thought, but blink, right? That reaction. And... His thesis in the book is that we get that, it's the initial prompt, and then instantly, typically, we take it into our head, and we start processing it with our conscious mind. And when we do that, the blink is gone.
1: And if you're Capricorn, you do that regularly. <laughs> you were born. <laughs> we were born not doing Not blinking. It. <laughs> <laughs> we were born blinking and then go, wait, what was that? Let's analyze it.
0: And, you know, what we're doing is we're analyzing intuition. Yes. Because the blink is our intuition. And I have I love to say that our intuitive voice is the one that can see around the corner. That story that is uh, prominent about TWA Flight 700, when two families met at uh, JFK Airport and one of the two... Uh, couples, the lady would not get on the airplane. She just had a horrifying thought in her stomach. And sure enough, the other couple got on and and they didn't make it. So it's like, wh- what eyes, what are we dealing with that can see that in the future? That's our intuition. My little story that I've told in the past here about uh, putting the ski glove under my arm and hearing, don't, reach in my jacket to get my phone to take a picture. And I did it anyway.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Buy ski glove.
0: And I was like, I didn't drop the phone, but I dropped the glove. It was a gentle reminder, and it was a great story. So the more that we learn to just follow the blink, the more we're following our intuition. So Malcolm Gladwell's book is a really good book. And then Fred Dodson has a whole book of exercises called Intuition Training. So you can get that or, of course, the audio book. And it's just chock full of exercises to help you flex those muscles, stretch those muscles, and grow in hearing and following intuition. For me, I really worked this out in Aspen on the hiking trails and used that as a classroom or a laboratory to not only hear, but also to agree with my conscious mind that I would follow the intuitive prompts. So we have a little story from a road trip that we just got back from where there was a blink involved, and as it worked out, the blink was absolutely spot on, and neither of us followed it.
1: (laughs) Don't want (laughs) to let that happen again.
0: So yeah, again, just a gentle bump from the universe, but Basically, Majana, we were it was our last day, and we were getting ready to leave to drive back to Dallas. This was a little uh, road trip by vehicle, but we rented a car. So we were getting ready to leave the hotel, and Majana got a booking for a reading, and it happened to be scheduled for that same day at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And we had about a four and a half or so hour drive to get back. And I didn't I saw that she had the booking, but I didn't know what time it was for. So she told me when we were about halfway through the drive. And my blink, right as she was saying it, was that's not enough time. In other words, we're not going to get back in time to do everything that we need to do for her to be Calm and peaceful, and not sliding into the reading, um, you know, with two minutes to spare. So I expressed, Well, that seems a little tight. And Capricornian style, she thought, No, 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 it'll be okay. So we just left it and uh, continued on. Well, as it turned out, we were tight. We were tight by about the amount of time that I kind of thought we would be. So she did her reading. And then, actually, it was the next day, we talked about it from a uh, Monday morning quarterbacking, kind of reviewing the film, the game film review, which, by the way, that's a good, that's a good exercise. I didn't even think about this uh, to set this up. But uh, this comes from one of my doctor friends, Dr. Scott Conard, who talks about game film playing, in essence. So, like, this happened, and then we go back and review the game film and set our plan, like, okay, what happened? How did we handle it? And what are we going to do in the next game, right? The next time we see that play, here's our strategy, and we mentally rehearse that. Great technique. Tuck that away. Um, So we reviewed what happened, and Majana had a blink.
1: I did. So that morning when I saw that that I had the booking, I also had a blink that was, oh, this is going to be tight. And then I went to my head. (laughs) (laughs) You know, well, we can just, it'll be fine. We'll just move it along. And I completely forgot about that blink until Thomas and I were talking about it.
0: So the point is the blink was right, and we both had it. And we both, I mean, we didn't move it forward. So in our game filming of that incident, What we established was, number one, let's agree to be really intentional about, like, even for the next 30 days to change a habit, right? Let's be really intentional about discerning, first of all, was that a thought or was that a blink? And to do that in the moment.
1: You know, and I think that it is, this is what I asked Thomas to help hold me accountable because it is a blink. It's so fast. And then I completely forgot about it until the next day when we were talking because I have fallback systems that I went to. But we were talking, and I thought he, – he mentioned it, and I was like, oh, my God, I totally forgot. Yes, I had a blink as well, and it was the same.
0: So first thing that we're going to do, our strategy, is going to be to uh, first determine in the moment – whether it's a blink or a thought. If it's a thought, we just let it go. If it's a blink, then we're going to agree to express and honor the blink. Yes. So then the question comes up. I think this is a good one. What are we going to do when the blink results in a, and I'm rolling my eyes and going, ah. <laughs> Overly expressing that, but you get the point when it's like when the blink becomes an interference. So let's just replay that little scene that if I said, oh, wow, I just got a blink that that's too soon, that Majana could easily react because she now has to, and she was actually driving, because now she has to pull over, get out her computer, find the email, email the person, Ask apologetically for more time. Uh, you know, it starts a process, right? Yes. And then that could definitely result in a. Ugh. So, <laughs> maybe not that, but. <laughs> <laughs> but our agreement is that we are going to honor each other and honor our blink.
1: Because we never know when that blink is going to show up. Something that I would love us to get back to doing. We used to do this really well. Is just kind of. Thomas would say, okay, what's your blink? So I know that, I know what's coming, right? A pop question here. (laughs) He would ask me, and it can be something, you know, completely benign, even like what brand of oat milk are we going to buy? You know, I mean, whatever, (laughs) just what's your blink? Because it catches you off guard and it gets you expecting a blink and tuning into that. Because it happens so fast, it's easy to just skim right over it and disregard it.
0: It is amazing how we are so programmed to ignore or argue with our intuition. Yes. Our conscious mind wants to always win. It wants to be in control. And yet, our conscious mind can only base its formulations on past history, or what it can see. It's very interpretive. This happened in the past, therefore this is likely to happen in the future. Or what it sees. The unconscious mind is connected to the infinite source. So it is plugged into, this plane is going to go down, don't get on it. But it won't scream at you. And that's why the blink, it's Mm -hmm. so soft. So we have to be in tune. And I got to tell you that one of the things that I learned specifically in Colorado is quiet is golden. And Fred teaches this a lot is, you know, we always have earbuds in our ears or some kind of noise. There's noise everywhere. And that deters. It won't block completely, but it certainly deters that quiet, still voice.
1: Well, there's a challenge, right? How many times have we heard in schools or with kids, unplug, unplug to help them get out of that habit? I think adults need it as much or more than kids do now. So there's a challenge. Go at least an hour a day with no screen time and nothing stuck in your ears.
0: And it also means quieting the chatter in our minds down, too. And there's a good um, application for yoga Uh, that is very meditative. It helps center and ground you. It's physical, so while your mind wants to be active, it can pull it in and give it grounding. Listening to audio, various kinds of meditative audio, if you have a real difficult time, uh, getting your mind to quiet, that can help. But what you want to do is get centered within, because the more you practice that, then when those blink moments happen, you're much more in tune.
1: Absolutely. You're conscious and aware. Now, hold on a second. You just said absolute quiet, and then you said listen to meditation music.
0: Ah, go back and listen to the replay. I did not say absolute quiet.
1: Well you know what?
0: I said quiet because look in Colorado, I would go up there. You've been on the on the trail, on the Hunter Creek hiking trail, and I would go sit by the river. It's not quiet. You know?
1: It's ambient.
0: It's ambient. And sometimes people have a hard time stilling their mind. And binaural beats, for example, Mm -hmm. can help with that. Ambient white noise can help with that, waterfall music, or um, birds chirping, or chanting, or bowls, or any of that kind of thing. Now, I wouldn't suggest heavy metal 80s rock. It <laughs> <laughs> would probably defeat the purpose. But you can use sound, definitely. In fact, sound is a tremendous healer. And so, I
1: would also advocate, if you do that, to keep the volume down. Because the goal is to, it's like, it's giving, airing out your mind. (laughs)
0: It depends on how loud the kids are yelling. (laughs) You might need to
1: crank it. Then choose a different time. Crank (laughs) those birds. Then choose a different time.
0: Yeah, exactly. But in other words, the point is, and that's a great observation and question, do what works for you to get you centered. Some people like Majana can sit for a long time in meditation. Me, I'm looking around. You know, that does not still me. But I can do kundalini for an hour, and I'm great. Or I can go hiking for four hours, and the whole thing is a big meditation. So you just have to do and find what works for you.
1: Yes. Different strokes for different folks.
0: Now, Majana, uh, this is interesting. And this might be a good thing for you to tackle on your podcast, Life After Life. Okay. Because you... Uh, ambient sounds and sounds in your head can sometimes be different for you.
1: Oh, definitely. Right. So for me, for a long time, I had to use an ambient noise of some sort, but keep it low to block out all of the sounds from the other side of the veil, all of the conversations, because sometimes it's like being at a cocktail party. There are so many conversations going on. And even though I may not be hearing each conversation loudly and clearly, just like at a cocktail party, it's constant conversation. And it gets exhausting and a headache. So I would use a, some sort of an ambient noise or white noise to block that out. So now if I'm not at a cocktail party in my with the veil on the other side of the veil... To me, any sort of an ambient noise is too much. It's it's still noise. So that's why I can sit in silence. When I can find some silence, it is golden.
0: <laughs> and that's not just silence in the environment, right? Right, yeah. yeah. Well, try the, uh, my prescription for you is some good old 1980s heavy metal rock on Pandora. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> that would do it. All right, so listen for the blink and follow it. Yes. I hope that helps. Honor it. I really do hope that helps. And you know, when we talk about the subconscious mind, that also is a direct application of our subconscious. So, definitely uh hope that helps and and uh, if you have any thoughts around that, post them in our Facebook group. You can do it in Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast Listeners or Majana's Life After Life podcast listeners. And if you're not part of either of those groups and would like to be, all you have to do is just hit the join button and we'll let you in the door.
1: We'd love to have you.
0: All right. Thanks hey, so much. Oh, yeah.
1: Thomas, what's your blink? What are we having for dinner?
0: I've already eaten.
1: <laughs> oh, no cooking.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You guys enjoy the journey. We love you. Bye-bye.